Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Bright Young Things. Hello. We're very excited this week, and I can barely contain my own face, so <laughs> we're going to jump right into it. But we have um, Emma from Read Between the Vines with us today. Emma, how are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you? Good. Excited, obviously. We're so happy to have you on today. Yeah. I'm yes. so thrilled to be here. I am. Um, it's a uh, few and far between to find a great podcast that is like book related in Canada in particular. <laughs> so it's it's fantastic that we found one another. It's, a, it's so exciting for us. Um, we have been following you for a while now, <clears throat> and I wanted to jump right into this because I started a book club during the pandemic. And this is very exciting to me because I'm always on the hunt for a book subscription box and yours has the best of both worlds for me personally. How did you come up with the idea? Well, um, so I actually, I work at Dalhousie University in Halifax hmm. and I uh, was supposed to start my master's in a biology program at Acadia uh, in May of 2020. And the lab got shut down and I kind of was left like, you know, I, I'm still doing a little part-time research at Dell, but generally speaking, like my time was largely vacant. And I, like you kind of searched for um, uh, like just generally a book club, book community that I could kind of infiltrate because I, like everybody else was going absolutely nuts sitting at home and I really couldn't find anything that grooved with what I wanted like I'm I'm really not um the type of person who needs a lot of little extras in my gifts and things like that so I have a really hard time letting things go and so I needed something that I could like literally devour and it just like, it kind of came to me one day and I had this talk with my husband and I said, Thomas, like, what do you think of this? I had already had a half a bottle of wine. And so I was thinking maybe yes. this is just one of those like crazy ideas that like I'll forget and move on. And Thomas, who is normally quite contained, thought it was a great idea. And I consulted like all my friends who read and, um, I bought the domain name like a week later and that I, for some reason that was my very first step and I was like I'm committed now yes. and um it just kind of snowballed from there <laughs> long story short <laughs> long story long <laughs> long story long I feel like Austin and I were bobbleheads during that because we were like yep check uh grad school during a pandemic um hmm, yep <laughs> we're just like it's so great like I feel like the bookstagram community really took off um, yeah, I just like, I think that's such a great idea. I love the idea that, you know, when I get the book box, sometimes I've, I've got one or two from different places, but I'm always on the hunt for, and I think this is a Canadian thing. If I can find a Canadian version of something, I instantly <laughs> want that more. <laughs> and so that's like amazing in itself, but I love that it's so interactive. Like, how do you find those book clubs go? So they're all vastly different. So I try my best to um, include authors that kind of tend to have a smaller voice in the like general book community. Um, I guess what I mean by that is just like authors from marginalized communities, um, Indigenous authors, BIPOC authors in general, um, a lot of women authors, um, 
non-English dominant language authors. I've had a few um, like translated books and it's so fun. Like Frederick Bachman, for instance, like Swedish literature in general kind of has like this very um, like fantastical nature about it. And so, yeah. and I was really only familiar with Swedish literature translated into English, like Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, like all of like, you know, yeah. the Swedish literature. Um, and I thought that how Swedish literature had this very distinct kind of nature. Yeah. Other cultures probably have this other kind of like very um, interesting tendencies in their writing that I'd never heard or read. So I was really interested to kind of tap into that. Um, and so we meet weekly uh, as opposed to kind of at the end of the month, mostly because I am certainly a procrastinator. And so <laughs> I came to the revel or to the realization that, you know, I assume there are other press procrastinators too. Oh, so yes. if we meet on a weekly basis, it's a little bit easier to kind of keep on pace. Um, and we also have a chance to make predictions and really just a chance to get to know each other. And especially if you don't, for instance, have the last Sunday of the month available, you can still attend, you know, whatever book club you want. And we've had about 10 or so authors who've been able to join us on our, like on our final um, book club evenings. That's and that's amazing. been incredible. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's really that's interesting. Is there any, um, fun part of like, are there any, me? any highlights, like authors you want to talk about? That oh sounds really gosh. interesting. Uh, there are so many, but you, okay. So Bianca Murray, first of all, she is fantastic. She's South African. Um, she actually lives in Toronto. Mm -hmm. Um, and she wrote, hum, if you don't know the words, which, well, she's written, um, oh my gosh, how to make God laugh is her other book. Oh, um, but we read hum, if you don't know the words in, in our book box and I think many of my book clubbers would agree. It was one of the best ones. <laughs> it's so fun. Um, it's based in South Africa and um, she joined us for our book club and she was absolutely incredible. And uh, she's writing a new book. So wow. keep your eyes peeled. Um, we also had, um, oh my gosh, my brain, Kate Bush, who oh. wrote Blaze Island. Mm -hmm. um, it's a... And the book, so Blaze Island is based on Midsummer's Night's Dream, but it's oh. like a climate activist, lives in Newfoundland. It's a very unique style of book, but <laughs> if you're a Shakespearean fan, it's a really great choice. Um, Emma, we're like, we're checking off every box. Like we've done like these books in book club ourselves, like for the show, like the girl with the dragon tattoo. Like this is so exciting. <laughs> you're definitely going to get like a few more signups after this and it's going to be yes. I just I it's really so try and find books that I would really want to read but maybe wouldn't be like siphoned to me at chapters like on right. the bestseller list like that's yeah. always I think at least in my or in my experience mm -hmm. um the hardest part is just like you only have a finite amount of hours in a day what yeah. book is good book like choosing what to read next is honestly like the most daunting part because yeah. it's such an investment of your time and money to like pick a book and like learn that it's you know not your thing and of course you know you can't like every single book that's in any book club subscription um just the nature of books not not any two people agree on the same book but um even just having some of the guesswork taken out of it mm -hmm. well not for me but <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
like it's an interesting like the bookstagram bookish book club world is such a unique mm -hmm. space and it's been really fun to kind of learn more about it this year because I really wasn't yeah. a part of it um through social media at all before I was just yeah. an avid reader yeah. and it's it's such a vivacious community yes <laughs> I want to circle back to something you said which I found really interesting so I agree with you. I, I'm someone who loves looking at like the bestseller list at chapters. I'm a sucker for it, but I also really try to be mindful of like searching out things that I wouldn't necessarily run into by myself. And like, I think that's what kind of draws me to the idea of book boxes in general. I like the idea that someone has intentionally curated this. And I kind of wanted to ask you, like, what is that process like? Like, I know you kind of mentioned like how you pick authors, but like, you know, this is a lot of work that goes into like preparing a book club and like really like almost like shepherding people through this experience. Like that's really cool. Like is I, was, there a... I was curious about that as well. Like, do you yeah. choose books you're somewhat familiar with or you just kind of go in blindly? So um, I kind of use like a multifaceted approach, I guess. So I read a lot of um, just general book reviews um, and I I try and stay away from like the Giller list and, mm -hmm. and kind of the big lists. Um, and I find like, oh my gosh, they're all like running over my head right now. But like just smaller book awards that yeah. are like regional um, and international and um, like just more um, narrow fields of kind of these book awards that are like best fiction about dancing the salsa like you know like just these very <laughs> narrow kind of awards and um then I use Goodreads to kind of get a sense for how many people have actually read this book because I mean Goodreads reviews really like they they don't tell you all that much no. except they tell you kind of generally how many people have read and reviewed it at least right. so I look for at least less than like 5,000 people to have read this book it's really important to me to um include these lesser known authors and books mostly because it would suck if you know you got a box and you've already read the book so yes. um, <laughs> um it, like it really it just i don't really have a method to my madness in a cookie cutter way there's just something about some books that speak to me and i try and kind of alternate between like a hard hitting piece and like a fluffy piece and then maybe like a thriller and then maybe kind of a historical fiction. So okay. I try and just like get like a really good mix of different different stuff. I don't really know if that answered your question. <laughs> I think it does. Um, <laughs> it's so good. I like, I guess too, like when you're leading book club, like do you ever find it hard to, we we're just speaking to someone else and they have um, the, the, a podcast called Pod and Prejudice where one of them has read it before and one of them hasn't. And I was kind of talking to them, like, how do you keep a straight face? Like, do you find it hard when you're leading your book club if you already know something that's coming up <laughs> to keep a straight face? <laughs> well, so I guess that's the fun part is I don't read it beforehand. I oh, like, I read it, I read it with everyone. I'm like, oh, the number one conspiracy theorist in my book club. <laughs> in terms of the book we're reading of course but like, i'm the first person to like have these very spider webby <laughs> type 
conclusions in my head and it's always wrong I'm always wrong but that's kind of um my way to make sure the conversation keeps going because I find um a lot of avid readers are generally quieter like you know they like to read they like to listen they kind of want to be engaged with the book but they're not necessarily very chatty and so I'm chatty (laughs) so I I kind of just try and make a mental note like I I really try and absorb everything from each section of the book that we're reading for book club so that I can just like talk for an hour straight if no one else wants to say anything and just like spout off these foolish foolish predictions (laughs) so that someone will like slap me back to reality and say that is absolutely inaccurate and you know it's more of a it really kind of descends into like a a debate about you know what characters are like maniacal and which ones are secretly maniacal or not yeah can I just say if you haven't already I definitely would support merch that says I'm the number one conspiracy theorist in my book club (laughs) so good (laughs) That's iconic. That was so great. Yeah, that's so fun. I mean, that's even better because I feel like if you're experiencing something together, that must be really fun to kind of go through it piece by piece. Like uh, we've definitely read a book together, Austin and I, for like our book club episodes where like I have forgotten like three (laughs) crucial like things about my own favorite book and Austin is reading it (laughs) for me and I feel (laughs) terrible. So the idea of like, going through section by section sounds a lot better (laughs) like in terms of that's so funny (laughs) I think it's so much fun doing a book club like on a book you love like oh did you get this part yet did you get this part yet oh okay wait till you get to this part (laughs) (laughs) so good yeah and I mean I guess I'm like taking the risk that it's a book that might not end up kind of being a winner so to speak but I always think that you know in order to really appreciate the books you love you kind of have to read some duds like really there's nothing like appreciating your favorite favorite book oh yeah like after having read a few duds um (laughs) yes and you know duds are always popular to someone anyways (laughs) that's true that's true we've definitely encountered a few ourselves we're talking about this the other day how um hate reading a bad book can be just as fun as love reading a good book yeah yes especially (laughs) when it's silly like it in a like you have to just not be afraid to like say you don't like something about like Mm -hmm. like for instance a book I pick and I don't like a plot point or it's just like you know whatever Mm -hmm. you like can't be afraid to really just express your genuine feelings about it because first of all like I'm not a very good fibber but also like it's so engaging for someone else who also might not be liking the book to like yeah it kind of gives them the go-ahead to be like yeah no I really am not reading this but it's mm-hmm. funny because this is such so badly written like bad writing yeah. is really good sometimes <laughs> <laughs> like 50 shades of gray was like number one book for how long like so it long. is not a literary masterpiece but you know <laughs> yeah I think, yeah, that's definitely touching on something that, like, in, in my book club, we definitely have things where, you know, two of us will love it, one of us will hate it, 
And then we circle back to the next book and we're like, oh, I knew you weren't going to like that part because you didn't like this and the other one. And when you like build on that and grow together, it is so much fun to be like, I knew as soon as that red herring was placed that you were going to be so salty. (laughs) You know, that's what makes friendship. (laughs) Like you just really like bond for your predictions there. That's great. Uh, I wanted to ask the process of like, creating and prepping and sending out the the subscription boxes how does that whole process go yeah so i send them all out um kind of generally speaking uh the first of whatever month you kind of subscribe for um so it makes it a little bit easier that way just because i am not like constantly like gathering (laughs) things like i have a finite number kind of at the beginning of the month and i know what the structure is going to be like and i get a chance to prepare because Right now I'm working from a home office that doubles as my husband's gym that he hasn't really used, but um, (laughs) we'll blame it on the lack of space. Um, But uh, so like my number one um, priority when I started Read Between the Vines was to make sure that it was um, an environmentally, like all of my practices were environmentally friendly. So every single piece of packaging that I use has been um, recycled and all of the books that I order and all the chocolates and wine and whatever I order, I have this like industrial paper shredder and I like shred it all up and use it for packing. So it like, I mean, it means my office is like confetti, (laughs) cardboard confetti central, but um, it's so super important to me to like use no like no new plastic, like packaging is zero waste. Um, and it, yeah, that that's like 10 out of 10, my number one. <laughs> yeah. No, like, I mean, congratulations and thank you for doing that. Like that's super important. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> it's nice to have something so mindful in place. Hmm. You've got a couple different boxes on your site. Do you, are there any that like are more popular than others? So um, my wine boxes are definitely more popular popular than the tea and coffee um because it's actually the only (laughs) like it's the only wine box available in canada um with like a a book subscription thing um and my welcome home boxes i work lately i've been working with some local real estate agents because in nova scotia right now i mean in canada in general but in nova scotia right now there is an absolute housing crisis (laughs) <laughs> and unfortunately, I've been able to capitalize on that because there are so many people from outside of Canada moving to Nova Scotia. And I've been working with a lot of real estate agents for that. So um, that's kind of a, like a separate thing to my book club. Um, but that's what awesome. that's what the welcome home box is. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, we definitely feel you on the, the housing crisis. Yeah. That's <laughs> also a very Canadian thing right now. Like my good grief. It is it's- just it's out yeah it's insane that, that's a whole other podcast that's a whole like yeah that's a whole other book in itself uh-huh. <laughs> join us next week for the housing crisis podcast <laughs> three friendly canadians open some wine to discuss uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um i mean yeah like my other questions are like for you during the pandemic like how has reading kind of changed or impacted like I know you said you kind of like had more time when everything hit I think all of us did (laughs) um but did you notice anything or were you gravitating towards like different authors or you know genres well um in the beginning of the pandemic 
well in the beginning of kind of lockdown i guess um it was really hard to um find joy in life yeah. and so i ordered way too many books online and i ordered like all like i really could only read feel-good books for like a good six months it was like rom-com and rom-com and rom-com yep. it was just rom-com central at my house <laughs> and it really is just what I needed it was really the only thing that got me to focus on literally anything else but being stuck at home because when you're watching movies or like friends on binge it's like you can't like you're still sitting there staring at your phone playing solitaire it's like you know but like I feel like reading a silly book is really the only way to get yourself out of that funk and not that you necessarily ask, but my top three crazy, yes. like, like I was like an actual, I was the book paper shredder and my brain <laughs> was the thingies. I just, I, so my favorite book and like, I think it's kind of, it has been popular maybe. It's called um, The Little Old Lady Who Broke All the Rules. I've heard about this. It's so funny. And it's, okay. it's a sweet, she's a Swedish author, Catherine Ingberg. <gasps> uh Steinman Catherine anyways it's fantastic and there's a sequel um they're both amazing and of course I love the unhoneymooners because oh oh, yes Christina Lauren always (laughs) I know I love the unhoneymooners and I don't really know if you can call City of Girls a rom-com I realize it's not really a rom-com but oh it was another one of like those one it really like took me out of my house yeah so Oh, those yeah. are such good picks. I've heard such good things about the first one, but I haven't read it, but the other two oh, right up my alley. It's so fun and it's quick. And honestly, if you're in a funk, yeah, it will get you out of a funk. Mm-hmm. Sign me about, up. It's about a, a bunch of old people robbing a bank because <laughs> they ran out of money because <gasps> the pension in Sweden was really crappy. Oh, so no. like they ran out of money and they devised this plan to rob a bank. <laughs> and they're all like falling apart because they're all so old it's oh so good it's so good I'm definitely gonna pick that up later yeah. now <laughs> thank you <laughs> that's awesome yeah I think like I was very similar like Austin can attest that when he looked on my goodreads he was like this is like all historical romance <laughs> like all <laughs> like for like three months straight I was like I will take any mass market paperback you have <laughs> like it was definitely a thing it's one of our favorite questions to ask people like what did the pandemic do to your reading um yeah. so good did you read a lot of Genevieve Graham no oh, I think I read one by her promises to keep oh yeah uh, it's I think yeah it's, yes. it's certainly something like that great yeah. cover it's, yeah. it was super good <laughs> that I'm working my way through more there's not a lot of like she ha- she has some really great Canadian historical fiction yes I was thrilled by that like I think that's one of the first that I've read that kind of like took that spin on it and I was like oh this is mm-hmm. really great I recommend it to mm-hmm. a ton of people mm-hmm. really good. yeah she, she's really cool and she has um uh I mean it's mostly like world war one world war two mm-hmm. specifically um but yeah, it has like a uniquely Canadian twist, which is totally. kind of nice. Unique. Yes, it is. It's nice <laughs> to have something other than Margaret Atwood. For once, <laughs> to, yeah. To and Amy to. McKay too. Are you a fan of Amy McKay's? No, I've never heard. Well, I think I've heard the last name. I don't know. <laughs> it's 
So this is a travesty. The birth house and the oh. virgin cures, and um, those are probably her two most popular books. Virgin cures and oh, witches of New York. Oh, that sounds familiar. She's too. American, but she lives in Nova Scotia, so I'll plug her oh, too. Um, okay. she's absolutely like birth house. I've heard the title of that one for sure. Another, okay. another Canadian must read. She Amazing. wrote it while she was in Canada. She's not Canadian, but it's based in Nova Scotia, I think. So it's okay. <laughs> a safe one. <laughs> oh yeah. man. Uh, yeah. Um, my other questions. So I guess like something else I'm curious about. Um, what were you reading like kind of before the pandemic? Would you say that it's the same or would you say that you've kind of like evolved? into like different hmm. patterns? I, so I only really and truly got into reading about five years ago. Like I was never a huge reader when I was young. Um, it really, my, my, the first book that I picked up and read all the way through within a week was um, Margaret Atwood actually. It was uh, Handmaid's Tale. Yes. And that was kind of the book that I realized. So like I said before, like, you know how like reading some duds, you're like, oh, yes. and then you realize you find a good book. Well, I guess I had only ever really read duds up until uh. that point. And so I read The Handmaid's Tale and then I was like on this quest to find books as good as The Handmaid's Tale yeah. that kind of like led me to my reading. So I did read a ton of historical fiction um, and kind of like I, I um, I, I didn't read a lot of dystopian, like I didn't really know what The Handmaid's Tale was about when I picked mm -hmm. up. So I like wasn't even familiar really with the dystopian genre. And I haven't found many others in that genre that have right. really spoken to me. Um, but just kind of general adult fiction was my go-to for a really long mm -hmm. time. Um, I've since really loved um, like memoirs and, and biographies. Oh, great. Um, so lately, I, it's hard to say if that was kind of pre-pandemic or like since, but mm -hmm. I've been trying to read a lot more nonfiction because yes. I just, you know, I thought it was good for learning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I'm kind of similar. I, I don't read too much nonfiction, but when I do, I'm always pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoy it. <laughs> so, well, I listened to Matthew McConaughey's autobiography oh, on an audiobook, and I could listen to that on loop. And <laughs> like if like if I'm having a bad day, I'll just yeah. plug him in my ear and I'll just feel better. Yeah, yes. that, that was like there are some, especially autobiographies that mm. are um, audiobooks. Are yeah. Like, yeah, I've gotten into those lately. Oh, so good. So good. And there's so many good ones coming through. I feel like a lot of celebrities are doing deals with like Audible right now. And like, we're all benefiting, <laughs> to be honest. Like I have Will Smith's new like biography just waiting for me on Audible. And I've been looking forward to it for weeks. So it's just super good. I love him. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's so funny. I agree with the, the Matthew McConaughey autobiography there were so many shocking things in that where I was like I was just gonna say yeah I didn't know anything like I he is a rom-com man in my heart yes. and I mean I guess he addressed that in his in his book yeah. but yeah I just I think he's so cool he is his whole childhood. he's all right all right all right <laughs> <laughs> totally I was oh. going to do the line. I didn't think I'll be able to pull it off, though. So I'm glad you did. <laughs> yeah. Emma, you're the only one that could pull it off in this, in this trio, I think. <laughs> oh, that's great. 
So you kind of touched on it before with reading habits for the book club. Have you found since starting your service, has it affected your reading habits at all? Like I said, encourage you to read more often? Well, it's funny because um, I find myself focusing so laser pointedly at these books in my book club that I'm reading them slower than I normally would read a book. And so I'm reading fewer books in a month, but I feel like I'm getting more out of the books, if you know what I mean. Like a, that makes like, sense. Yeah. Instead of reading it before bed, I'll just yeah. like wake up and like put it in my calendar to like get up and read a few chapters. Yeah. And it's like I have. Sometimes I make notes. It's like studying the books, which is great. <laughs> but I, I have been reading a little bit less, um, but not in a bad way. I've just been busy. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds very intentional, to be honest. And mm -hmm. like, you know, we were talking about this a while ago. Like, there are a few things going around on bookstagram right now where it's like you know reading is not like a like a challenge and it's supposed to be like a mindful fun experience and the whole mm -hmm. like slow reading like movement is like really interesting to me so that's very cool i was gonna ask you like what this has done to your tbr like do you feel like you have more now like on the go or do you feel like you're still kind of well <sighs> just and and just partially due to the fact that i'm reading slower but my buying habits haven't changed mm -hmm. um, <laughs> it's, it's like you know my shelf is like buckling um and i just when i go well, like because i'm reading so many more reviews now than i used to and i'm spending so much more time trying to find these good books and there are like i only put fiction in my like so far my model kind of really only like allows for like a like you have like there's no choices in the books that are in the, in the book box. Yeah. And so fiction is just kind of generally more approachable. So sometimes I'll find books that just like, you know, like short stories or whatever that might not be perfect for the book box, but I'm like, well, I have to read that now. And it'll just, yeah, it like, it's insane. And I just, there's so many books that I never would have likely come across at the bookstore. Right. Yeah. So yeah, no, my TBR is like problematic. <laughs> But in a good way, I guess. In a good way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most of the time when we talk to people and they have like complaints and or problems, they're like, it's a good problem, but it's a problem. <laughs> what are your, uh, what are your two, like your, your next TBR? Oh, Austin, what's on your TBR? <laughs> Austin what had a, like <laughs> an existential grad student stare. He was like, oh. <laughs> do you have, what like, isn't do you have on one that's TBR? like on your nightstand that's like, I'm reading this next? There's one that I started a couple months ago called House of Leaves. It's like okay. a horror kind of novel. I, oh. I've been so busy with school, I haven't had time to read it. So that's kind of like a partial TBR, okay. partial, okay. already started to go through it. Okay, cool. I'm like looking on my shelf. I was looking at, I have um, this book called Tunnel 29, which is like an account of someone escaping Berlin when the Berlin Wall was up. And then That's I also, cool. yeah, it's pretty fun. And then I also have um, Meg and Joe, which is a retelling of Little Women. It's a very cute cover. I'm intrigued. Is it like it, a young adult book or is it? It's like, it was in contemporary fiction. I'm okay, not sure. That's super cool. Yeah. Megan it seems like. Meg and Joe or Meg and Joe? Meg and Joe. Okay. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So okay. I, I think it should be good. Um, I'm pretty excited about that because I'm a Little Woman. Oh, that sounds fan. really great. Yes, I think it'll be good. So, yeah, we're going to ask you too, because this is something that we both try to stay mindful of. But like, do you have any tips for people 
to kind of go outside of what they usually read. Like you, you seem like you have a really good, you know, outlook on like trying new things and kind of exploring. Like, do you have any tips of like people who are like, no, I only like <laughs> like this one <laughs> specific thing? Well, I mean, if like if you're someone who really, really only sticks to what is like new and hot, like right and yeah. like that that section of chapters that's like yes. you know bestsellers 30 percent off of that one um honestly like the giller list is kind of a good way to approach like some left of center literature that wouldn't be like wouldn't be there immediately of course once it's like nominated it's there but you know it is a little bit different to that kind of um formulaic yeah. style of novels cool. um and also like on Instagram, there are so many fantastic um, book accounts that are genre specific and, you know, like they're an innumerable amount. Um, if you go and find like 50 and you follow them all, <laughs> you're bound to find some fantastic reviews of books totally. you, you haven't seen. Um, one of my like very best friends in the book community um, is the book bomb on Instagram. And she is like a speed reading demon <laughs> and she has incredible picks. Um, and they're always like, she reads some mass produced. Um, of course, everybody does, yes. but uh, she really likes to kind of dig and dig and dig and find the, the back shelf backshelf mm -hmm. picks so she's fantastic i'm always looking for a good recommendation this is an excellent one the book, the, book mom, the dot book mom um she's actually started um this new blog on um it's uh, the link is on her instagram she's hey, fantastic cool. oh i'll definitely look at that mm -hmm. thank you yeah that's super exciting i want to find a way to combine um book and blog together like bookstagram i guess like Boolog. Boolog. It's very intense. <laughs> Send him to the Boolog. Bookstagram. <laughs> Perfect. What I find kind of crazy is that Indigo has entire sections for book talk books. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I didn't realize that was an actual thing. Oh, book talk is not something that I've found to be like a lot of it is more like. ASMR stacking books and like oh. shelving books in a particular color combo or like just taking pictures of your bookshelf with don't get me wrong is beautiful yeah but if I in my experience it won't help you find your next favorite read fair Honestly, <laughs> fair. I know nothing about the book talk and I, I I'm curious but from That's a distance okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good yeah. I've seen a couple that we've read on the podcast on the, oh, yeah. the book talk section. I think interesting. Our Violent Delights was on there, I'm pretty sure. Oh, which... that was a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that one. There was a couple others, but I can't remember what. Mm. That was a good one. That was like a retelling of Romeo and Juliet mm -hmm. in like 1920s Shanghai with two rival gangs. And it was really, really well done. Like the author is like 22 from New Zealand. Oh, amazing. That's super cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Another one to my TBR list. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure is what you need another. another yes, yes. <laughs> to go through. Mm -hmm. I feel the process of book clubbing always 
exponentially multiplies people's TBREs because yes. you talk about one book and that leads to another book and leads to another book. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you inevitably get at least one good recommendation every book club that you don't know, you know, add it to your oh, list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, and another thing too, like for Read Between the Vines, like when you're in the book club, like do you find that it's the same people kind of coming back and you guys kind of like go through it? Or do you feel like there's like a lot of like turnover so you get to meet new people? Like well, there really is both. Um, so uh, the book mom who I mentioned, I actually met her through book club. She she was the one of the very first subscribers. She subscribed awesome. for the first one. And so I've been in business a year and a month. Um, so last, well, actually, it's been a year since I've actually had my book club out. So November last year was the first. <laughs> um, and she was the only one to come the whole month. So it was just Larissa and I every night That's awesome. um, or every Sunday night yeah. uh, talking. And it was nerve wracking because like, you know, from my perspective, I had no idea what was going to happen. And I thought this woman is like this crazy girl has like started this and she we're here by ourselves. Like, what are we doing? And um, we just like we had a really great time and ever since then it's you know of course grown a little bit um and now i host an afternoon session as well as an evening session Amazing. Um, the feedback i was getting was a lot of um like people with young kids weren't really oh. able to come for the 5 30 mm -hmm. um but 5 30 work for other people so um it's normally a much smaller group of like yeah younger people right. in the afternoon and then there's these four older ladies that are constantly there That's since awesome. the very beginning they've they've been there every month since the that. since december of last year and um it's barb cheryl and linda and, awesome. uh, shout we, outs we discovered, oh. <laughs> we discovered a few months ago that um they're all canadian but none of them live in the same city and they and like we've all kind of become quite close friends yeah. and um they were all born within a week of one another in 1963 it was so That's funny amazing. Like, i know like we, we just kind of like on a whim they were talking oh about their God. birthdays coming up they're like well my birthday's coming up and my birthday's coming up and then anyways wow. so book clubs yeah book clubs a little bit crazy we talk about the book for maybe 70 percent of the time and then you know talk about nonsense for the remaining that's the best part of book club. That's the best part. I mean, I think like too, like in my mind, you're not only like curating this box, again, going circling back, like that's an experience. And you're really kind of like making these relationships during a time where you can't really like go over to everyone's house that we know of all the time yet to have like a cheese board and like really like eat <laughs> together. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. I think that's such a great idea because I mean, Austin and I are always looking for like bookish friends from across the country or like, you know, we've really opened up and we've spoken to people from all over the world, which is mm -hmm. amazing. And there's nothing like books to bring people together. And that's just such a like great idea. I love hearing about that because it sounds so fun. Like it's really it really fun. is. Um, and I think too, um, the fact that we already have something to talk about. Yeah. It's important. It's kind of, you know, the pivotal part because Absolutely. otherwise like meeting new people is hard to talk about anything that you have in common oh yeah and like just like initiating a conversation with something you have in common is really yeah. the really the thing so Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's a really great way to make friends 
Totally. I feel like there are so many articles coming out right now. Like even before the pandemic, people were fascinated with the concept of like friendship. Like how are people making friendship friends as adults when you're not like at school and you're not like going to clubs or like, you know, kind of having those instances where you meet people. But this whole like, you know, past two years has really highlighted the fact and really like brought it up. And I think like this is such a great way to like, like, it, it feels organic, you know what I mean? It feels like even though it's something you're signing up for, that's a very nice way to make friends with people and like bond over an experience. Like, I forget who it was, um, Austin, you might know, but the the guy who wrote, he, he like works at like the Institute for Happiness or something, you guys know who I'm talking about. Oh, it's gonna bother me. I wouldn't even be able to pronounce it if I did know the name. <laughs> <laughs> something Scandinavian sounding, but um he like basically said like he, he wrote this whole book on like how to make memories and like the importance of like, i can picture the book but i yes i don't know the name i, know. I don't know the name <laughs> i was gonna we'll put it in the show notes but um yeah his whole thing was like one of the biggest things is you remember things that are like a shared experience what you want in your life with your relationships is having a shared experience of people and that's what bonds you to people and like, that's what really brings people together. And that's what you remember, because that's like a, an experience that, you know, you're going through together. And what better way to do that with than like with a book? Like, that's fantastic. That's yeah, it, it really is. It's fun. And I, I try and make it like, price wise, I try and make it as accessible as, yeah. as possible. Because honestly, most enticing part is the book club and kind of the more people that are able to participate the better it is for everybody so yeah. um yeah it's amazing and I mean like is this your first experience kind of like having your own business like what was that like to like launch that well I mean I have like take my experience with a grain of salt because I really I feel really lucky it was just kind of I mean everyone has great ideas and I felt like I'm, I, it was kind of the right time, um, right time, right place, right idea. Yeah. And, um, it like at first they're like, so it was absolute insanity when I was applying for my liquor permits. Oh gosh. And, <laughs> that sounds terrible. Oh my gosh. It really was <laughs> just, that was the biggest, hurdle. certainly the biggest hurdle I had to overcome. Um, because when the government comes after you (laughs) it is really no joke (laughs) so like I like it you know it was really the biggest hurdle I had to overcome um because uh they originally weren't going to grant me my permits blah 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 Mm -hmm. blah. um (laughs) they're like their offices were closed because of the pandemic and I you know had to pivot a lot and I really wasn't sure um, if I was going to be able to kind of come out on the other side. Right. And l- luckily I did. I had a really great kind of network of people who were already like really enjoying Read Between the Vines. Amazing. And like, it, it just was a really time consuming process. So right. in the meantime, I kind of, I was um, just doing tea and coffee and I was um selling like liquor store gift cards as part of like it was just like it was just an odd setup and it was very peculiar looking and I'm sure it looked very suspicious to the public (laughs) but it was really my only option at the time and people kind of were still okay and like it slowly like gained traction um and uh 
and now I've lost my train of thought. But <laughs> other than that, like it has genuinely been smooth sailing. Like Amazing. I really love all of the aspects of Read Between the Vines. Yeah. So it's really easy to spend a lot of time on it and right. try and make it right because I would want it. I want it to be something that I would pay for. Like yeah. if someone had this service, mm -hmm. like I, I would buy it. Yeah. So that's always kind of in my mind is yeah. if what I have is something that I would personally go and buy, yeah. but then I, I, it feels like I'm kind of on the right track. And so it, it, you know, it's fallen into, into place, thankfully. That's amazing. I mean, I feel like you're very humble. That sounds like hard work and faith <laughs> together. Like that's yeah. a lot of hard work. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of work on your per like part, like permits are not something I used to work in events that permits are not something I ever want to deal with again. <laughs> Good grief. Uh, like, yeah. 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 Especially, yeah. yeah when, at, at a time when everyone's not in the office, it's yeah, no. it was, it was chaos. But <laughs> for some reason, I thought it was like, I, I had nothing. And luckily I had nothing else really going on like I was working from home as a lab a lab instructor but there were no labs like it was just like it was just like kind of kismet that I had this time to be this like stubborn bull person and like not kind of allow myself to let it go because I did not have many other good ideas <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's this not is true. it. <laughs> okay, I'm sure that's not true, but we're very lucky that this is the one you chose to stick with. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, like, thank you so much. What a what a great conversation. One, two. This is so inspiring. Like, really, thank you for coming on the show. And where can people find you? Oh, thanks so much, Sophia. Um, so I'm at readbetweenthevines.ca. Um, you can also find more information on my Instagram page at readbetweenthevines.ns as in Nova Scotia or on Facebook at readbetweenthevines.ns as in Nova Scotia. Um, yeah, that's that's where you can find me right now. I'll put all your links in our description of this week's episode so people can find you and subscribe to you. Yes. Thank you, Austin. Thank you. This is really fun. We we can't wait to see what comes next in the subscription box. And you will. Thank you so much, <laughs> Sophia. This, this is fantastic. I like this is so you know, fun. We could do this every week. <laughs> I would love that. This is honestly like you will see us in the book club eventually for sure. Yeah. <laughs>